Have you considered telling the people you lead about the mistakes you've made? On this show, why you lead better when you share your mistakes. This is Coaching for Leaders, episode 127. Produced by Innovate Learning, maximizing human potential. Greetings to you from Orange County, California. This is Coaching for Leaders, and I'm your host, Dave Stahoviak. This is a weekly coaching show to help us all be better leaders through improved communication, human relations, and personal productivity. The people side of business, of organizations, of how to lead effectively. Welcome back if you listen to the show regularly, and if this is your first time, I hope you'll indulge me for a moment of personal privilege. I've, uh, you all know if you've listened for a while that Bonnie and I were expecting a new little one, and she has arrived. Uh, some of you probably saw on social media this past week that our little Hannah arrived last week, and she is doing fantastic. Bonnie's doing great. Uh, they're both already home from the hospital, uh, recovering beautifully, and uh, and she's just a wonderful baby. And it's just such a neat time in life. And oh, I forgot how small they are. It's it's just such a it's just such a neat time. And of course, as you all know, for those of you who have kids, a lot of work and a lot of uh, a lot of fatigue involved too. But uh, but in spite of that, full speed ahead here on the show. And uh, I mention it, uh, one, just to thank everybody for your kind uh, kind notes and uh, emails and postings on the blog. I so appreciate it. I did put her uh, little picture up on the blog, so you can check it out at coachingforleaders.com. Uh, so thank you for everyone who's reached out. I, I, uh, I'm so grateful. And also, uh, just a heads up that I'm a little behind on email at the moment for all the obvious reasons. So uh, mostly caught up on a few things or on most of the blog comments and all that from the last week. But if you don't hear from me right away on a feedback item in the next week or two, I know that I will get back to you in the near future. And speaking of which, you know, full speed ahead on the show and the topic this week, which is looking at the importance of sharing mistakes. And this is a topic that, you know, really came to the forefront of my mind when I first saw it in writing from Dale Carnegie. And Dale Carnegie in his book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, which all of you know I'm a huge fan of and have been affiliated with the Dale Carnegie organization for about 10 years now. Uh, Dale Carnegie said, talk about your own mistakes before criticizing the other person. That's one of his leadership principles. And Carnegie wrote those words well over 80 years ago, and they still ring as true today as they did when they were written. And it is a a wonderful uh, lesson and tool for all of us to use in leadership if we want to be able to help others grow and to work through obstacles and to coach others to better performance. And this is something that people hesitate on, and particularly when I've worked with people on this particular aspect of talking about some of their own mistakes and co- as they coach others, uh, people hesitate on this in leadership roles because they don't want to be seen as weak. And sadly, I think that a lot of us don't really realize that the real weakness is trying to present an illusion that we're perfect as a leader. And this comes up a lot in a lot of situations. Uh, Many of us who get into new 
management roles or positions of influence feel like we need to have all the answers and feel like we need to at least keep this illusion going that we know uh, everything of what we're doing and we always know we always are going to make the right call or at least make the right call almost almost all of the time. And the reality is, is of course, is that uh, you know people see through that pretty quickly and Overall, you're much better off of being honest about the things that are mistakes and mistakes you've made in your career to help others to learn and to grow from them. And that is one of the great opportunities I think all of us have as leaders is that we can really take what we've learned, our obstacles, our mistakes, and utilize those in a way that will benefit other people and to help other people grow. Because that really, in a leadership capacity, our, one of our biggest jobs is to empower others. Uh, you know, if we're leading an organization, it is not up to us to do everything. Uh, in fact, it, it, it we shouldn't be doing that. I, I know many managers and people who are very senior in organizations who spend too much time doing the jobs of the people that they're leading and not spending the time of really coaching, developing, setting the vision for the future, and really helping people to work together more effectively. And that's a big, big part of leadership. And so uh, so there's really some wonderful benefits that we get as leaders if we can spend some time of talking with people about the mistakes that we've made to help them to improve. And so I'll share some of these with you today. My hope is, is that you would take this as an opportunity to think of some of the, you know, the bumps in the road you've had along in your career as you've progressed in your organization or maybe a past organization. And as you're listening to some of these suggestions and some of the benefits that you get, from speaking about your mistakes that you would maybe start thinking about what are some of these mistakes that you've had in your career that you would be willing to share as well. And the first thing that really comes to mind for me when I think about leaders sharing mistakes is that you really do get people's attention more so than if you just run up and start criticizing them or telling them what they're not doing effectively. That is what a lot of people default to is something goes wrong, someone doesn't do something the way they're supposed to do and they get a lot of attention in a negative way because uh, they you know they get critical feedback immediately and it's not that there's never a place for critical feedback uh, feedback is important and critical feedback is necessary that said there's that's one aspect of developing a person and really one that we should probably use fairly rarely uh, better to really work with the person and to help them to uh, move along the path and help them to be more effective. And if we can do that, then we're doing what Dale Carnegie suggested all those years ago. And this, the first time I really ran into this in a big way was actually a long time ago, back in high school. My first job was working in a McDonald's restaurant. And um, I, I, I saw a statistic a while back. I wish I could find the reference, but something like 10 or 11% of the population here in the United States worked for McDonald's at one time in their lives. I mean, McDonald's is this huge, huge organization and employs many, many people throughout their lives. And so um, so I worked at McDonald's. My dad uh, worked for the McDonald's Corporation for 30 plus years. And so it was very much an organization that I, I liked and I had a great positive view of when I grew up and I wanted to have my first job there. And so I uh, worked at a McDonald's restaurant 
in my hometown. And I remember that this there was this one particular Saturday afternoon, which was almost always the busiest time. We this, the restaurant that we uh, that I worked at was on one of the main thoroughfares and the main intersections in our town, right near the highway. And so uh, it got a lot of traffic. And it particularly got a lot of traffic on a weekend. And so um, I often work Saturdays, and I remember this one day we had this Saturday lunch rush. And you know, you could at a McDonald's restaurant, you could do huge amounts of business over lunch in a couple hours. It was crazy busy. And this one particular Saturday, we just got slammed with tons and tons of customers, drive-through people coming in, and it was one of those days that just kind of everything fell apart in the restaurant. Uh, you know, things weren't working well from a communication standpoint. Things weren't working well in the kitchen. Uh, there were multiple managers working, but it didn't seem like people were really coordinating schedules really well. Food wasn't getting to customers on time. People were complaining. The The drive-through line was all backed up. I mean, it, and this went on for like an hour and a half, two hours. And it was bad. I remember, you know, even as a high school student, like, wow, this is really kind of a train wreck. And I was, you know, I had a role working drive through or something that day. So I, I, you know, had my piece that I was trying to, to uh, manage. And I remember uh, what struck me about that afterwards was that the general manager of that restaurant, who I really liked and I had a great respect for, and a lot of people uh, that uh, work there really had a great respect for him. He was a really cool guy and had a great head on his shoulders. Um, I remember he assembled the entire management team of that restaurant uh, later in the day, and they got together in the office, and you know the rest of us could see this all happening. And they did this like forty-five minute powwow, and they talked through all of the issues that had happened that day. And um, and I wasn't in that meeting because I wasn't a manager, but um, but I remember hearing about it from some of the other people in the restaurant afterwards. And they said, you know, the general manager talked about all the mistakes that he made uh, during that during that afternoon and what things he didn't do well. And every person contributed and talked about things that didn't work. And I remember being really impressed by that. That uh, and I hadn't really seen and I hadn't worked at that time and it was kind of my first job where I was really in a high stress environment and I was really impressed that someone who was in a really you know in, in the top leadership role in an organization would talk very openly about the mistakes that they made and I remember like kind of seeing that meeting everyone was really engaged talking with each other making eye contact. And I also remember that it never happened again. I, I can never remember like another Saturday working at that restaurant where those communication uh, lines broke down or that people didn't uh, didn't address the issues proactively when they happened or they saw lines backing up. And so I it was the first time I really learned that you can really get attention from people and really work proactively through a situation if you're willing to talk about things that you didn't do well to as a leader. And so um, it was a good it was a good reminder at that point. I hadn't read Car I hadn't read Carnegie then, but it reminded me and it really kind of uh, made me realize that that was an important leadership trait to to tackle and to try to get better at myself when I got into the leadership role. And, and of course, another good lesson from that too is talk about problems when they happen. Something goes bad in an organization. Good lesson there as well too. Another reason for talking about your mistakes is that you open the door for people to be more willing to accept your coaching. And I had a 
manager in my career very early on who was very open with me on some of the challenges that she had had moving into the role. And I was her direct report in this organization. And she talked with me about some of the challenges she'd had getting into the role. And she would often help me to navigate company politics and um, and and also talk with me pretty openly about you know what are the what are the challenges that I was she was seeing for me and then you know she would say you know here's some of the things I ran into when I was in your position and I really found that that was helpful because it it really humanized her and I realized that she wasn't perfect. Um, I mean, I had knew, knew that before, but the fact that she was willing to share that with me um, humanized her, and I found that I was a lot more open with her than I had been with people who had managed me previously, who I always felt like I sort of had to um, put on an act for or to not say certain things because they might get used against me or the, or the organization might use them against me. And I found that that was a really helpful relationship to have. And, you know, every, in every organization, we always need to be smart about what we say and how, do we, how we navigate organizational politics. But I think the extent that we can humanize ourselves as a leader, um, it really opens up the door and the willingness for people to want to be coached by us. And, you know, we all want to be led by people that are real and imperfect and authentic. And that doesn't mean that we share everything as a leader, but that when the time is right and there is a situation that someone is dealing with that we've had an experience with that maybe didn't go great for us, or maybe we even had a big obstacle that happened in our career, um, it really helps people to realize that other people have been there too, and it opens up them and their willingness to accept coaching. And I know it did for me, and it was really valuable at that point in my career with that person. And her coaching helped me to move into that next role uh, when she moved on to a new opportunity. And so it was really a valuable path for me. And so you really do open up the door for people to be a lot more willing to be coached by you if you are willing to share with them some of the mistakes that you've made as well. You also give people a realistic path of what it looks like to learn how to lead in your organization. And I think that this is something that is often missed by people is that there is, I think, the assumption that um, you know if you just put in enough time or put in enough hours in a particular organization that you'll get to that next leadership level, or you just check this, you know, these three boxes that you'll move on. And there are organizations where that is true, uh, and that's the reality of you know if you put in your ears and you have a certain seniority, you move on to the next level. Um, but in most organizations, really, the privilege to lead and to have a position of influence is a bumpy road. I know any any leadership role I've ever had, you know, even if I uh, quote unquote got the position easily or or you know got uh, accepted for a position, you know, from a application or something like that, um, it it was a bumpy road when I got there. Always, 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 I was learning new things uh, as I started the role, and things that I thought were going to be easy for me were challenging. And that's a really important thing for people to know because um, 
I think that if we can do the people um, that we are managing leading a favor and to really give them a realistic path of the obstacles that they're going to face, the things that they're going to hit along the way, it'll help them to handle obstacles well when they get there. One of the uh, things, one of the situations that comes to mind for me when I think about this is I had an employee very early on in my career that uh, did not have this perspective and did not uh, really realize how difficult it was to lead and interact with customers and to be in a role of management. And when she started hitting obstacles and things started getting difficult, she really froze uh, and in a number of situations and could not handle interactions with customers, with staff, and it really became a huge liability for her and her career progression. She ultimately left the organization because she wasn't able to work through that, and she didn't have a realistic path, and either she wasn't willing to hear it or other people hadn't coached her on it, but didn't have a realistic path of how challenging it was to work to become a leader and how challenging it was to interact with others and how you would face bumps along the road. And so to the extent that we can be very realistic with people about those challenges that they're going to hit, it will help them to have a realistic view of what obstacles they're going to face. So when they get there, they know, okay, this is something I'm going to run into. This is a challenge I'm going to have in the organization. This is something that is a hard skill to learn and if I'm willing to work through it, like the people who have mentored and coached me, that I can be successful as well, too. I think the other thing that it really does for us, though, anytime that I've talked with someone about a mistake I've made is it reminds us what it is like to learn that skill. And many times when we're leading people or managing someone on a particular, uh, in a particular position, it's the, you know, we've we've either gotten better at that skill or we've done it before and we've mastered it or you know maybe we even haven't done it before but it seems to us something that's fairly easy or fairly accessible and to that person in that situation though it may not be at all and the situation that i've had for sure where this has happened on many occasions is i've been really privileged over the years in my work with dale carnegie to coach and mentor new instructors that uh, come and work for Dale Carnegie. And that's been a lot of fun to do. And I always enjoy that privilege when I have it. And every time I get to coach someone or mentor someone, um, I, I try to talk about the mistakes that I made early on when I was an instructor. And every time I do that, I think back to how scared I was taking that role for the first time. I remember the first time I uh, was facilitating a three and a half hour training session. There were like 35 people in the room. The organization was paying, you know, tens and thousands of dollars for us to be there. It was intimidating. And I remember being really scared and frightened and, um, and just nervous about it. I didn't sleep the night before. It was hard because there were so many things that I had to remember and be good at and be effective as, as a trainer. And every time that I think back to the early mistakes I made, it puts me kind of right back into that situation where I think, okay, this is really hard. Um, the person I'm coaching right now may not have slept well the night before. They may be really, really concerned about this. I think back to where I was and I, I, 
So I feel and I remember that fear. I remember what it was like to be in that situation. And it helps me to really remember to focus on one thing at a time to help build people's confidence, to provide the coaching that's needed, you know, you know, and help empower people to get better and to relate to them and where they're at. And so uh, revisiting my mistakes with them uh, is helpful to them in being open to the coaching and all the things I mentioned already, but it's helpful to me too, because I remember what it's like to be in that situation. And that's one of the things I always want to be thinking of as a leader to the extent that I can is I want to put myself in the other person's shoes and think, what is it like to be this person? What is it like to be in this situation with this particular skill set right now? And if I can meet them there or at least appreciate where they may be coming from, it is huge to help them to be more effective. And then I think the other thing that it really does for all of us in leadership is if we can talk about our own mistakes, it keeps us humble. I think one of the one of the big dangers for all of us is as we've had more success in our careers and many people who are a part of this listening community have had good success in their careers. They've become experts in, in, in one or many areas technically or in their industry. And we've now, many of us had the privilege to be able to lead others or to manage others in various capacities. And it is, uh, it is easy sometimes to feel like we've made it and we've gotten to the point where we've been successful enough and we know what we're doing and, uh, and maybe not even listen to coaching or advice. I know I've been there. Heck, you know, you could probably pull the audio from past shows where I've probably uh, been a poor example of that here, even in this community. And so it's, there's always that danger of us not being humble enough to, you know, recognize where we are and that we all have the ability to learn. And talking about mistakes, I think is really one thing I know is helpful for me to really remember that I am always on a path of learning. I am always trying to help the people that I am leading or coaching or mentoring to stay along that path of learning as well. And that if I can, if I can stay humble and if I can remember where I've been and where I came in my path, then that is going to be something that will be of great benefit to the people that I, I am coaching and mentoring. You know, a bit of a side note here, but one of the things that always uh, is a, f- a yellow flag for me is anytime I talk with a leader or senior manager or an organization and they consistently refer to themselves in the third person. Uh, you know, you'll meet someone whose name is John, <laughs> who's an executive, and they'll say, well, you know, John would never do that. Or John, you know, is <laughs> really has been successful doing this. And I always think like, hmm, that's an indicator of someone who's, uh, whose ego has gotten in the way a lot in leadership. And so uh, those are the kinds of things that I really, I work to try to guard against. And I find that mistakes and talking about mistakes, thinking about mistakes, um, not dwelling on them, not letting them hold me back, but that doing that and, and for the people that I've, I've had the privilege to train and to coach, that, that perspective is really helpful to ground us and to ultimately get to where we want to go and in keeping us all humble. And so two words of caution on sharing mistakes. You know, uh, first of all, I've given this advice to a few people over the years, and and I've had one and maybe two times where someone came back to me and they said, okay, so I shared mistakes. I shared a mistake. Someone was working on something, except I just kind of made it up because I didn't actually ever have that mistake. So I 
kind of made up a mistake in order to make that person feel better. Not the way to go with this. Uh, you, you should never, as a leader, manager, whatever capacity you're in, make something up or lie to people about your past experience. Uh, because uh, one, it's a horrible practice to be in as a leader to not have that authentic, uh, authenticity and the ethics to be truthful. And Or if you can't be truthful, to say you can't be truthful and you can't share information. Secondly, it totally destroys your trust if that person figures it out. And I, I assure you, it will catch up with you if you do that on a regular basis. So, so be sure that the mistakes you share are actual mistakes you've made. And if you don't have one to share, then don't share it. That's not the time or place to do it. The other word of caution I'd say is not every organization values this. I'd love to be able to tell you that Every organization I've ever worked with or uh, been associated with really values leaders uh, talking about the mistakes that they've made and empowers people to learn from others' mistakes. And the reality is, is not every organization is open to that. In some organizations, talking about a mistake would be considered a weakness, unfortunately, and, uh, and would be a political misstep. So that's something that you'll have to judge for yourself in your own organization. But even if you do work for an organization where that's the case, I would challenge you to find the people that you do trust and find the opportunities where maybe you can share something that might be a smaller thing and see what happens and see if you are able to at least make some progress in some way with the people that you're closest to that will give you the practice to be the kind of leader that you'd like to be. So my question for you is who would you rather be led by? Think back to people that have led you in your life and your career in, in this, the, your current organization or a past organization, would it be the person who appears perfect, who's never made a mistake, who never talks about their mistakes so you can learn from them? Or would it you prefer being led by someone who shared a mistake once in a while, uh, told you about the obstacles they've run into, helped you to realize how you could navigate them more effectively and appeared human and authentic and someone who uh, has been down the road before and is willing to share some advice to help you to be more successful. I'll tell you, I would almost always take the second person. I'd want to be that kind of leader, and I definitely want to be led that way and to have someone who would be a coach and mentor to me. And so my challenge for you this week is what could you do in order to be that kind of leader, what's a past mistake you could talk about or a situation that you could reference that would be helpful to those that you lead? So I would uh, encourage you to do that. And if you'd like to join the dialogue or answer that question specifically, go to the Coaching for Leaders website and the show notes for this episode at coachingforleaders.com slash 127. That's how you can get to the notes and all the bullet points for this episode and everything I've mentioned here today. And for those of you who get the weekly update each week, you'll get that on Wednesday in your email box and you can click on the link and share information there as well. And of course, if you have comments, questions, or feedback about this show or anything uh, that I should talk about or hit on on a future episode, I would love to hear that as well. Go to coachingforleaders.com slash feedback. And a whole bunch of thank yous this week. I am really uh, overwhelmed by how many of you have taken the challenge to be a part of the weekly update and to get the podcast notes each week and to get the article each week. Um, it's starting to actually become a 
bit of an, a problem because I have so many names to read and thank people each week. So I am glad to do it, though, and I am a big believer that uh, knowing who is involved in this community and sharing people's names is a wonderful way to thank you. So it's a, a small uh, token of my appreciation for jumping in on the weekly update. And so uh, I do publish a email each Wednesday that'll give you a booster shot between shows on how to lead better by giving you advice on your communication, human relations, or personal productivity, plus the notes from this show. So if you'd like to get that in your inbox, just go to coachingforleaders.com slash subscribe. Plus you get access to my video overview and the downloadable guide on the 10 leadership books that will help you get better results from others. And all these folks have done that in the last week. So a huge thank you to Laz, Allen, Elaine, Vega, Jay Austin, Miguel Oliveira, Francisco Lopez, Lori Marshall, Sudhakar Vundavali, I hope, uh, Sudhakar, I hope I said your name right there, Colin McAllister, Sherry Silverman, Helena Engblum, Oliver Lamborelli, Darren Campbell, Billy Baker, Eva Hurt, Sean Axum, Josie Pelletier, Sam Fisher, Andres Benavides, Ellie Saad, Josephine Ramirez, Pedro Sifontes, Trisha Whiteley, Alyssa Farmer, Jennifer Flower, Beth Schill, Daniel Morales, and Mabel Steinart, who's in Germany. Hey, Mabel. Uh, thank you so much. And again, if you'd like to get that, just go to coachingforleaders.com slash subscribe. That's the best way to do that. And of course, all the show notes are up on the website as well. Hey, if you aren't already connected with me on social media and you utilize Google+, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, you are welcome to do that. And you'll get uh, notes, updates, links from me during the week that'll be helpful to you in your leadership journey. So feel free to click on the links in the weekly email or check it out on the website. Hey, have a great week, everyone. And I look forward to talking with you again next Monday. As always, any comments, questions, feedback, coachingforleaders.com slash feedback. Have a great week.